Hey, what's up? Welcome to Podcast Hell. Before we get started, we're going to do a new thing. Last week I did some shout-outs. People seem to like that. So if you want a shout-out on my show, if you leave me a YouTube comment for the first time starting right now, I'm going to read it at the front of the show the following week. Same goes on Apple Podcasts. Two chances to get a shout-out on my show. Let's do the shout-outs from YouTube this week. Can We Share a Kiss Will Haunt My Ears, Meredith Hackman. Thank you. Funny name, Eric. That's from Eric Swenson 979 Spells his name just like me. We got LOL, The Mac and Cheese Was Good, Classic Jacob Family Inside Baseball from Waiting in the Wings. Thank you for following. Delicious Fisher, I Will Watch the Shoulders. That's a former guest reaching out. High School Was Fun, question mark, from the pro underscore SP. Loved it. Funny Stuff, Eric, that's from Moago to Buffalo7934, nice username, bro. Appreciate it. And then I've got, in caps, I know what it's going to be paint meant. That's from jwelk89. All right, those are the shout-outs. Leave me something, Apple Podcasts, right here on YouTube. Let's start the show. Girl, we're about to go somewhere out now. Time to rise and elevation starts to drop down. A little secret, don't kiss and tell you're so bad. I'll probably see you in hell. Welcome to hell, baby. This is podcast hell. So, elephant in the room. <laughs> well, we wore the same color shirt and pants. <laughs> That's a fuck up. But it's not even the same. It, the, the the shirt's not even the same color. It's the same brand. It's this. It's a good fellow. It's the same six dollars shirt from, from, Target. from Target. Did you get it from the Target on on uh, North in North Hollywood? I got it from, on Victory. I I buy. That's the first thing I buy when I go into any Target. I go it's straight a, to the six dollars shirt rack and I just <laughs> or the table. It's always on the table. Just load up. I just load three or four. I yeah. mean, they're good shirts. Yeah, and it's okay that you burn through them in a couple right, months. Right. I mean, this is obviously humiliating. <laughs> I know. And it was very fixable. You brought a second, brought shirt. A second shirt. Every shirt I own is in this house, <laughs> and I was like, no, we have to. Yeah. The people should know. Yeah. And, this, I, and I and I don't even wear this shirt that often. I have about twelve same brand gray shirts. That's my go-to. It's like Superman. I have like 12, 13, 15 of them. Uh, that's the one I have. I probably have a couple in the car. Okay. I don't even wear this one that much, but today it was like, <laughs> I think he's got black walls. For some reason, I thought you had black walls. I told walls. you I have black walls. The, the paint, which has now been referenced three episodes in a row, is sitting right there. Yeah. I got to hire someone from... Yeah. Uh, well, I it's wanna... in the intro email. Hey, my balls are black. Wear something light. So I'm like, oh, well, oh this is light. This is lightish. So, like, so I dug this out of the bottom of the drawer. Yeah, yeah. And look what it look what it got you. <laughs> do you want a water, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do the hospitality. All right, well, carry the. You, <laughs> I, I, they're over there, so you got to carry the podcast for like fifteen seconds. Okay, yeah. Thank, all right, thanks for good, good carry good that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I was I didn't get offered a water or a bathroom. Although I've I've stayed in this house, so I just let myself into the bathroom. You did get offered a water at the beginning. Right now, right, but it usually it would happen before the taping start. That's like typical, you know. I take your shoes off. Oh, can I get you something to drink? Welcome to my house. I didn't say like take that. your shoes off, though. Yeah, but you could tell that it's a shoes off house. Yeah, but I, I, there's a feeling when someone goes shoes off, where you just go. Do people so, not take their shoes off? I give people a chance to realize for themselves that they should take their shoes off. Yeah, and then if they don't, I go take your fucking shoes off. Yeah. Or I go. I actually, what I'll go is, would you mind taking your shoes off? Yeah. 
But I, I always give them I, I don't like saying it. Why? Because it's just I, I don't know. It's just I just I feel like I sound like a old maid. Yeah, you feel like you feel. You're, could you take your shoes off, please, and wash your hands? It's dirty out there. Right. Like you I just don't a, like the feeling I get when I say it. It's because you have an image of what that person is. You very much are that person, but you don't. You just don't want to be. That, you don't want to admit. No, that it's you're like every. Person. It's like every time I'm sad and my wife is like, "What's wrong?" I don't want to be like, you know, it's not a good mental health day. Like that's what I should say. Yeah. But I want to sound. I don't want to sound like every other fucking turd. So I just go. Oh yeah, you know I'm fine. I just. What I've actually done is I've made a uh, playlist on my Spotify for relaxing songs. Okay. And so I just I sit back in because usually after work I'm in this chair. I just sit back in this chair, and I listen to "Fix You" by Coldplay with my eyes closed. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes I do cry. Like at the part where he goes, tears stream. Like I'll, I'll let one go, yeah, and then I'll wipe it away by yourself. But nobody, Liz doesn't even know. No, she doesn't even know about the playlist. She knows about the playlist. She doesn't know that I sit here and <laughs> silently cry sometimes <laughs> to it. <laughs> I'm happy to know that because there's so much. I live with my girlfriend now for like two months. Yeah, and the, and it, and there's some times where I. Stuff like stuff like that is being exposed, and I feel so naked, and I and then I feel ashamed that I feel ashamed. It's a shame you don't feel afraid because then you would be naked and afraid. <laughs> okay, and that would be all right. And that brings us to our first uh, <laughs> commercial break. Uh, we did you? It's okay that you if you didn't. Did you listen to the episode where like there were four of us on here? Uh, we talked about crime. Okay if you didn't, you yeah, know I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you did. Maybe you're a deep, a deep cut fan of podcast hell. No, uh, we talked about crying for like thirty minutes. Crying in front of other people, or just everything. Crying by yourself, crying in front of other people. How you process your emotions? Yeah, it's uh, you know, I, I mean, look, we're we live in a time now that's funny because like to a lot of people, I think. You know, in L.A., people would think that I'm, like, not in touch with my emotions. Right. If I go back east. I think it's the Eagles hats that are, like, welded to your head. That or, like, the fact that I, like, can tell a joke with a punchline that doesn't say who I voted for. There's a lot of things. But then if I go back east where my friends are, like, cops and firefighters and shit, like, they're like, dude, you talk about your feelings a lot. And then if I traveled back in time to the 50s, they would kill me for being gay. Right. Like the, 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 <laughs> so, like, de- just depending on where you are in time and state, that determines how you feel about your emotional state. But I feel like I, feel like I talk a healthy amount about – I feel like I'm cool with crying and but all did that you, stuff. Did that, is that increased since you've come to L.A.? Um – yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, you're from Texas. Yes. Should I introduce you? Yeah, that'd be great. This is Ross Copeland. He's a very funny comic. Can I get a water? Can I get like a... You got, a, you got your <laughs> oh, water. I did, oh, I did get the appropriate amount of uh, As I'm getting you a water. You know, I didn't get a water when I came in. <laughs> Takes a lot of balls. Uh, you're from Texas. Yeah. Yes, and you get some, some of that tough Texas love. Yeah. Every time you cried, they were like, go, go... Wrangle the cattle. Yeah, well, for it, it, yeah, there's definitely like toughness there. Uh, yeah, hyper like hyper masculinity, and 
there's like like growing up there's like this desire to be you know verbal about my emotions um but not really a whole lot of outlets to do that and then you start doing con- like I acted and stuff too you know and in starting in like middle school high school I did some plays in college and then started stand up and that's when you're like oh I, I could I get five minutes yeah, yeah. a week <laughs> to, to talk. <laughs> so I don't think, and then of course now I live in LA, which according to my, my conservative friends and family back in Texas, that's all LA is, is just talking about your feelings and whining about it. Yeah. And so I don't think LA has brought it out more in me. I think it's just like, I came here because, uh, it's just, it's not LA that that brings it out. It's just it's com- it's the comedy community and the performing community. It's like yeah, oh, we, you're, you, that's where your shit comes from. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not like not to we don't gotta pat ourselves in the back too much, but like you know, we're artists <laughs> and we're we're digging into our stuff to find comedy. Yeah, so that's part of it. But like, you can also just go too far with it, where it's like shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like there are definitely times where I hear myself talking. About my feelings for too long, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, I, I and I, I always do the thing that's probably not helpful, according to my the therapist I was seeing at one point, where I shouldn't just think of like kids getting buried alive in like fucking ancient ceremonies and being like, well, that used to happen. So who am I to be upset about my dad? Wait, she told you not to do that. She told me to not. But she said it's not helpful to always just think of the worst things that happen to other people throughout as a, history as, as a, a way, way to, to like, like suppress your own just be like, not, suppress, but just be like, it's not that bad. Yeah. Okay. And the truth is, is like, it isn't that bad. Yeah. Like the reason we are so in our heads is because there is nothing chasing us trying to eat us. Right. There used to be things that tried to eat us. Right. And if you were the one that was like, you know, my my dad doesn't thank me for the, for the stone pillar I built, then a jaguar would just jump out from a bush right. and slit your fucking throat with his claw. And you know oh, that now you don't have to worry about your dad anymore. Cause you're being eaten alive and you're <laughs> feeling the hot breath of a Jaguar. Right. <laughs> it tears your fl- flesh away. Right. So there's like, in a way it's a luxury to have to suffer emotionally the way we do today. I don't think people used to really get to focus on stuff like that. I think, I, I think it's a it, harsher world. No, I think it's, I think, um, like as comedians and there's a lot of different performers that use this, but like we're comedians. So we'll talk about like, Oh, we use the, the stage to, you know, explore our emotions and feelings and what's going on deep in our head. I yeah. think if there weren't any television or stages, we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know that that, to indulge in that. We yes. might indulge in it a little bit around a campfire or on a walk with a friend as we're going to the well or to the Jaguar ceremony. But we would it'd be like a very it'd be little it'd be a little bit a little bit here, a little bit there. We wouldn't even when notice. You're dying. Yeah, when you're dying on your yeah, you're, <laughs> you're definitely you, you're you're impaled by uh, uh your rival tribes thing and you're like, Oh, I should have told you the thing. 
Yeah. But because we have television and movies and so many acts, so many avenues to express ourselves and to indulge in how in that feeling, like we just like it's like candy. We just like oh, I can't, oh, yeah. oh I'm gonna tell you now what I feel. You know, I just told my friend yes yeah. an hour ago, and now I'm on a different friend an hour later, and now I'm on this and that. And we also have like a tendency to binge. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, like the like, binge of the of the, of the verbal. The, yes, getting it. Yeah. Well, yeah. like yeah. I mean, it's also like I. My wife was reading an article. I didn't read it. This is how I read now. My wife mentions that she yeah. read something, <laughs> but she was saying how like there's an abuse in people using therapy language, where you'll you know you'll tell your wife to like you know, shut the fuck up and make you a sandwich and be like, that's my boundary. My boundary is that I need sandwiches made for me. Like, it's just people acting like complete assholes, but they've heard enough, they've heard enough of their friends that go to therapy to try to talk their way into it being like a self care thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that is what it's where sandwiches are my love language. It's only going to be more of that as robots take over. Cause we literally won't have anything to do. Right. Like, our job, like, this job, <laughs> with this, what we're doing, right. will be, like, one of the last jobs. And it'll be taken by robots as well. The only thing robots really can't do is, like, air conditioning repair. What? Because they get your fingers in. <laughs> what about baby robots? Baby, it's harder. Baby robot hands. <laughs> it's harder, like, like the, the small manipulation of space is tougher for robot. Okay. For AI technology. So, like, all those, like... Stuff you would go to a trade school for, like a carpenter, like Jesse in Breaking Bad, where he's like having the fantasy of like doing the wood. You know what I'm talking about? This reference sucks. I don't remember that. If you're like a carpenter, and and you just you just constantly like getting your wood like to the right feel, okay, that kind of stuff. Yeah, robots can't do that shit. Huh? Custom. Jerking jerking off a micro penis (laughs) is something a robot would. A robot would like crush it with its little like Terminator fingers, but only a human only a human hand (laughs) knows the delicate care. I think I think robot. I think sex work is a very entry level robot position. You sound like you're speaking from experience. I think I think robots are already doing sex work. They are. They're looking better too. <laughs> yeah. Every time I check one out, I'm like, "We're getting close." I know, a little bit closer. I know. Yeah, I saw that movie Her, and it was like I Ooh. think it was supposed to be a warning tale, like a like a yeah. cautionary tale. But yeah. it, to me, it just sounded. I was like, "Well, when do we like when?" Do, when do, I thought it was just one long commercial for the thing that I. At the end, it's not a commercial for it. It's fucking sad as shit. I where know, he realizes it felt, it she's looked, talking to everybody. I know, but it looked pretty. The whole time I was like, I don't really. This seems pretty good. Well, the fucking sex scene. You know, where it's like where she's talking to him and it's Scarlett Johansson whispering in your ear yeah. while you. That yeah. was pretty. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. I, I get it. I thought it was a cry that you throw in a flashlight and, and I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that but I don't think it's meant to be like a hey, this is going to be awesome when it happens. I know that's not what it meant, was meant to be, yeah. but that's what I felt like it was like the yeah. most of the movie I thought pretty cool. I feel like that's it's a little incelly, Ross. I'm just I'm not trying to I'm not trying to insult <laughs> you, but what the fuck? <laughs> 
I'm just saying I don't think... Hey, this Proud Boys, man, they, they're onto something. I don't think, I don't think robot <laughs> sex work Fucking falling in love with a robot woman. I don't think... <laughs> I don't think robot sex work is the worst thing. I think... I think... I don't think it's the worst thing either, but I think, like, it's different to be, like, you date it. Yeah. Like, it now becomes your partner. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know, like, that. that's, like, that's what the new... Like, the, the old racism was, like... This is, like, a bit that a million comics, I'm sure, have done, but, like... The old racism was like you don't date out of your race or whatever. The the new racism in twenty years will be like, my daughter brings home a fucking robot. Yeah, and I'm like, you get that fucking bolt neck out yeah. of my house. Bolt like neck. it'll be Ooh, that bolt. That's a that's gonna be a bolt neck. Twenty years from now, you're gonna get. You're gonna have to. Apolog- I'm gonna have to answer you're for that. Have to apologize. <laughs> I said bolt neck. On Here a- comes Gordon. Uh, Liz let him in, but it. Because she didn't say anything, it seemed like he just opened the door himself. Yes, that's true. Gordon, don't touch the fucking thing. Hang out here. I think one of the things I got from the movie and just from... from Do we say we say her? We said what movie yeah, we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. With um, Phoenix. No. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Scarlett Johansson. One thing I get from all that stuff... And AI and 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 computers like talking to them and and you can't tell if they're human or not is the fact that like we're not that complicated like we're pretty easy to hack yes our brains and yes. that but that doesn't really scare me that much because it's I think I find comfort knowing that like we're pretty easy. To figure out, and we're not like, we're not going to be hard to replace. We think we're these like intricate, unique yeah, things, right, 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 these right. organisms, right. and we have feelings, and we have an identity, and right. there, there's a sense of self right. that we and have, I'm extraordinarily unique. Yeah. And it's like in reality, it's like we need to eat, yeah, we need to sleep. But here's why I feel shit. here's why I feel comfort in that. My girlfriend and I are currently in therapy, and so there's a lot of like. There's a lot of talk about what you being gay, me trying to come out of the closet. <laughs> it's it's a tough if tough I'm, moment. Like, how far do I come out? Am I going to be ostracized? Do I have to move? Do I have to do I have to move out? I just moved in. Yeah. But it's like there's a there's a lot of talk, obviously, about what what she can do to help me, fe- you know, feel or what I can do to help make her feel seen and loved and appreciated. So a lot of that kind of stuff. And so through this process, you learn like, oh, it's not – we're not that complicated of creatures. It doesn't take a lot, you know, a butt squeeze and a compliment on my appearance and a compliment on how well I articulated something. Yeah. I'm pretty good to go. You like a butt squeeze? I like a butt squeeze. You like her squeezing your butt? I like her squeezing my butt as she walks past me in the kitchen, you know. So just a couple little things, and uh, I've like lo- you know what it is. It's your love language. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not that complicated. And millions no. of uh, millions of dudes are exactly the same way. Yeah, and it's it, fine. By the way, uh, every dude's love language is physical touch. <laughs> right. Every single dude's right. like right. touch me. Right. Right. And women are like on the on the odd numbered weeks. Can you <laughs> can I wake up to a mural right. with with a Bob Ross lookalike painting right. me as right. I slept? Yeah, and, I, and I'm like I'm like lay on top of me like a dead lion while we're watching but TV. That, but and that's I, but they're not that complicated either. I took I Saturday night. I 
and I'm embarrassed to say this, I don't do this very often because it's extraordinarily simple. <laughs> I uh, found a restaurant that she, she had sent me several <laughs> restaurants that she wanted to go to, like texts and stuff. Yeah, I like this place. Yeah, I like yeah, this yeah. place. So I went back through the text messages over the last few weeks. I found one that she'd sent me. I looked it up. I made a reservation, and I took her. You would have, yeah. I was like uh, the hero of the week. Yeah, yeah. She it, thought it was amazing. It, it's it, not that complicated. It's really not. So it, a couple couple weeks ago, I was having a rough day at work, and Liz came in and had a sandwich. And she had, like, toasted it, made it exactly the way I liked it. She had some, like, healthy snacks on the side of it. She just put it down here. And, like, I was this close to just wiping the table off and just making love right here. Like that, I had to fight. Because you made it for you. Yeah, it was yeah. just, like, the yeah. greatest feeling. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's simple. It's simple little things. Like, that's yeah. everything we talk, everything I've talked about in therapy. We, we only went to, a, we went to a relationship therapist for, like, two sessions. But it was, like, yeah, it's, it's like, basic communication. I I am feeling this way. Like a lot of it's like my dad called. I'm sad. When my dad calls, I get weird. (laughs) I am sorry. (laughs) I am feeling sad. Butt squeeze. You need a peanut. (laughs) What did she make? What was that? A peanut butter. uh, She made me a turkey and uh, a turkey and cheddar. Yeah. Yeah. And we have some like uh, she did a little bit of carrots on the side. It was great. It was great. You're still thinking about uh, it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a, it yeah. means yeah, a lot. Yeah. A robot could do that for you and you wouldn't, it'd be fine. It'd yeah, be but fine. it's not a person. It's not a person. It's a fucking a zero one zero one. <laughs> it's not feeling, real. The it's feelings the same. It's the same feeling. No, it's not. No? It, no. Have you ever done. To like, be un, to be understood by a person is different to be understood by an algorithm, to be understand by a, a created have technology. Have you ever done like opiates? Uh, a little, like, not really. Yeah. Like, by accident, I did yeah, opium. Yeah. You, did, <laughs> you did opium? I was, yeah. I was expecting, like, Percocet. Nah, or, like, the first time, <laughs> the first time I ever. All right, fine. I was in an opium den and. <laughs> no, I was like, my I was in Cocoa Beach. Okay. I'd never smoked weed before, and I thought there was some guys smoking weed, but yeah. it was opium. And I didn't ask until after I took a hit. And then the whole night I was like. Yeah. Step inside this nightmare. <laughs> like, I was just fucking losing my shit. Yeah. I would have been like, I would have been like 18. Okay. It was fucking wild. You didn't like it? No. Oh, God. Really? Uh, going like zero to a hundred. Okay. And you probably, and you not, and not knowing, not knowing's the, the worst part. That's the not part knowing like, yeah, yeah. Like I was already like, like nervous about smoking weed and like I'd already yeah. waited too long to try it. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. I was like, and I did it impulsively, which is never a good way to do drugs, I feel. Yeah. Like, you should be responsible, and I'm not. I don't know if that's true. The reason I bring it up, though, is because uh, I I was on, um, I lived in a foreign country where you could get Vicodin over the counter. No what country? Guatemala. How long were you living, so about, you living in Guatemala? I was there for three years. But for two years, I was day, I was on Taking Vicodin um, pretty much every day. What the fuck were you doing in Guatemala? I was teaching, teaching in English. Okay. And just running away from comedy. We'll get into that later. All right. But, but the feel, like, the reason I bring it up is because, like, it's such a, like, I would be able to pop a pill and feel like, 
like love, like synthetic love acceptance euphoria, like that euphoria is I, I, it's the same kind of like feeling that you get like after a really great workout and a turkey sandwich made by your loving wife and like a hug and, you know, accept, you know, that kind of like, that's what that is, except it's in a pill and you can just go bump and five minutes later you have, you have the five, you have the thing where you ran five miles and you had a turkey sandwich and your wife gave you a blowjob, but you have it in a pill. So your question, so you're like, if the ro, if instead of my wife coming in, it was a robot that was like a hot woman. Uh Uh-huh. And looked and sounded like a woman and gave me that sandwich. Yeah. I should feel the same way. I'm just saying, like, you could, your synapses in your brain are uh, manipulatable. They're, like, able to be this is, this manipulated. Is, I'll meet you halfway. Yeah, okay. I'm willing to, like, have a robot do that, but I yeah. want a person on the other end talking into a microphone being the voice of the robot. Yeah, Even okay. if it's like a, a good, yeah. if it's like a fat dude named Earl <laughs> well, in, a, in, a, a in a mini mall in <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. I want so, her to be like, you're the light of my life. And then it comes out in Scarlett Johansson's voice. I'm like, all right, that's I'll funny. take that. I'll do that. You're so it's not the metal. It's not. It's not physical sex with a with like. I don't want to know metal, it's a guy named metal Earl. And silicone. I'm it, saying I'm. This is the limit. Like that's the that's my boundary. Okay. <laughs> like it can be that, right, and I good, don't know about it. I'll news, take it. Good news, bad news. There is a human touch. <laughs> <laughs> bad, that's a good news. Yeah. Bad news. It's a bad news. Earl. Bad news. He looks like the guy we thought was a terrorist in the Atlanta Atlanta Olympics. And and (laughs) yeah, not only not only is it Earl in Omaha, and he's fifty two years old, and but the real kicker is that he's doing it to like twenty other people at the same time. So you're not even special to Earl. In that case, I would feel better. Okay, that would make you feel better. That would make me feel better if he was doing it because you're part of a community of Earls. I mean, I mean, I feel like I make too many gay jokes, but I feel like it made me feel better because, like, then the gayness of the one-on-one would be spread out over many people, so I'm slightly less. <laughs> does that make, does that make yeah. sense? It's yeah. But I don't think that's gay. <laughs> to have a dude whispering into you, a microphone but, but through the... But the voice that's coming out is a feminine voice, a female voice. It, this is like the Manti Teo thing. I don't know what that is. Manti Te- really? That was the guy that had the fake girlfriend? Oh, yeah. I but saw, it was a okay, guy yeah. on the phone yeah. just making yes. it sound like yes. a lady? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's gay, but if you know it's a guy and you're like, I just, I'm letting it, I'm letting him. I still don't think it. Really? Yeah. Well, you're, that's good for you, man. I yeah. feel like you've reached a place with your, uh, your sexual acceptance that's good. I, I hope I get there one day. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, when I'm 90, if 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 Liz goes first and I'm alone, I will be obviously making love to robots. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to get used to this idea. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of things that I've had to let go, homophobia wise. Um, and I, you know, I think it's for the better. Yeah, it's for the betterment. A lot of things, a lot of things that have. Did you just throw up in your own? What's going on? Uh, but I think I burped into. Oh, the people will forgive you. I'm sorry, people. What was I going to say just now? I, was uh, I prefer a male masseuse 
and he and I know. Well, that's that's obviously they got stronger hands. Oh my god! Yeah, There's a guy. It's, it's, they get I, in there. His name is Daniel, and I have I look him up when he's available, and he's a lot available for weeks at a time. No, I feel the same way. Yeah. I I had a male masseuse in Thailand, and when we were done, we kissed for a little bit, <laughs> okay. and that was nice. Right. It All felt right. good. This guy, my my boy Daniel, it was my girlfriend's birthday. It was several months ago, so I took her to get a massage. And I got her massage. I got myself a massage while I was there. They didn't have any female masseuses that day. And I was like, I begrudgingly accepted the mail. Yeah. And it was this guy named Daniel, and he got in me. Like, he... <laughs> he, he, he went to places that I... I I thought, holy cow, my hips, like he, I felt like his hand like went deep into my hip socket and just was like pulling stuff out. So it completely changed my perception of. That's a beautiful male thing. Mis- like, like, why would I ever not want that? The strongest hands possible. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I- women can have strong hands, but yeah, it's pretty great. No, I think like especially like for me, like I'm not I'm not trying to step out on 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 my lady, so it's like I would always get a male masseuse. It's a better I feel like it's a better massage, and like I don't I don't know if I want another uh, like the fantasy of like it's a hot lady that comes in and she's rubbing you down. I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't want that. Yeah, I'm not. There, I wouldn't do anything if she was like if it was every part of the fantasy, and I'd right. be like shutting down the fantasy myself. So. Yeah. I'm not a big like tease myself kind of yeah. guy. It like wh- right like there's something sexual about a yeah getting a massage from a woman. Of course, if you're a dude. Of course, it's less. We're in the valley, no less. Los Angeles. There's a lot of like. There's a lot of happy ending places. A lot I've of never happy- been to one. I've never been to one. I've never either. I know. I have a lot. Do you ever get worried that it might be that place? I've had I don't that get concern a lot of massages, before. so it's not. I don't do it. Yeah, you know. I've had that concern. I've gotten a massage and I'm like, I hope it's not that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I have a lot of friends. I have several friends who do it regularly. Um and I don't know, more power to them, I guess. Um I, but I don't know. I don't think it's like I don't know. I'm weird with sex anyway. So for me I, What's your what's your weirdness? Catholic? Nah, I was raised Methodist, but that's like very religious. Yeah, yeah. You, you were telling me you guys. Not, it's not like Hellfire and Brim. It's not like Southern Baptists. Yeah, but it's I, more like it's more than Catholic. No, what do you mean? It's like uh, on the scale of you know like intensity. Intensity. It's more no. intense than Catholic. You think it's less intense than Catholic? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it sounds like it's. I think it's because it's Methodist. I'm thinking of method acting. Which no, is Methodist like the is, most intense, stupid thing. No, Methodist I know. is pretty, pretty uh, chill. Okay, but well, then why are you weird about sex? You should be fucking up a storm. Uh, can I say something? What? If you were molested, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that. I guess we I can if you really want to, but we you don't have to talk about it. I don't think that's why I, I do think I do think it has a lot to do with my religious upbringing. Okay, and and again, even even having said like how like Methodist is kind of like chill, it's not. It's I was like a good boy. Like I had like a very good boy like upbringing. I was very active in the church and the youth group. I was yeah, in the yeah. youth choir. 
good student, good like devoted athlete. So I had this like image of like never color outside the lines, you know. And sex yeah. was part of that too. Yeah. Wait till you're married. Yeah, a lot of yeah. And then have a bunch of kids. Yeah, but not a bunch of we Methodists have two, two kids. Okay. Yeah. There, we, there's birth control allowed. That's good. In method, it's they, Protestant. They, yeah. The Pope, yeah. I think, turned around on that a couple years ago. Well, the condoms. He was not like, birth control generally, but condoms specifically. Yeah, because he, of AIDS. Yeah, he was like, wrap it up. Yeah. He's like, this is. He's like, all right. God just talked to me. Yeah. He said but, you can. Yeah. He's like, oh, hold on. Is that a? Is that, <laughs> Does that ever happen? Am, am I getting into? Am I getting to an air traffic control? Wait, no, 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 that's God. Mid, mid, <laughs> mid mass. Wait, wait, well, hold on. A yeah, no, I'm not gonna. All right, fine. <laughs> Put plastic bags on your cocks so you don't get AIDS and, from big guy. <laughs> and over the potato salad, uh, refrigerate it. Uh, it's good. It's very funny. Wait, hold on. Have we have we addressed enough that we're wearing the same shirt? I know we touched on it. It's got to be ridiculous. If somebody's coming into the podcast, it's a video podcast. If somebody is coming in on it, it it's bad. Hang on for a second. Wait here. I got to check something. Please, God. All right, we're good. That you're recording? No, I just, I, I'm like worried the battery's going to die. That happened once with Brad Stoll. Remember Brad? Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Took him out of my phone. Dead to us now. <laughs> yeah. You hear that, Brad? He's not listening. Um, the, uh... you, you stayed here. I did want to bring this up. I, oh, in this house. In this house. I was thinking, I was thinking I You stayed in this house. That's you true. watched our dog while we were gone. Yeah, that's true. I think I've told the story before on the podcast about you, okay. but I'm going to say it again. All right. You did one of the funniest things. Oh, yeah, okay. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and Liz were on a trip. This yeah. is I'm talking to you guys. And we had a dog sitter for the first. Professional dog sitters. Got a website, a rover page, a real <laughs> person who takes pride in it. Loves our dog. Gordon's on the front page of her rover page. And every day we get, like, text messages and videos of Gordon. It's like Cinco de Mayo. She, like, puts a hat on him and a little mustache. Like, she's just... Loving on our dog, giving us these constant updates. Halfway through the trip, she has to leave, and Ross starts to watch the dog. Fucking radio silence for, like, three days. No, no nothing. three days. No, nothing. We hear not a word. We're like, are they alive? So eventually I text Ross, hey, how's Gordon doing? And within, like, ten minutes, I get a photo back of my dog crunched over <laughs> Starting to take a shit with a little bit of poop coming out of his butthole. And the camera had zoomed in on the anus. Yeah, yeah. And that's I was true. like, that part's true. I was like, that is. I don't is. think it took three days, but that part's true. It was very, we laughed so hard. Because <laughs> literally, the phone was just like, amazing photo, like, yeah, all right. this stuff. And then, yeah. three days. Yeah. Well, that. yeah, well, because I... I my girlfriend had a dog. Unfortunately, I put him down a few months ago. But I'm used to. I've never really had dogs, but I'm used to whenever we travel, she has dog sitter. So I'm used to that that dog sitter etiquette of yeah, yeah. sending photos and sending updates to the person whose dog you're sitting. Yeah, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> 
was like, what is he setting so up So, like, here? I knew about it. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, yeah, you, like, you send photos of the dog, and that way the people know that your dog's yeah. still alive. Proof of life type of thing. And that they're not. <laughs> it's like the dog with a gun to its head. <laughs> with a Today's newspaper. <laughs> so, I ver- yeah. it occurred to me that I hadn't sent a photo, and I thought, and so the dog was taking a dump, and I thought, oh, this is this is this. I really did think this out. I thought this is two birds with one stone. It's a proof of life. It's also funny. It's also very funny. And I can do it both those yeah, in yeah. one shot. I mean, look, dude, it was exactly. I don't think I asked you for any more evidence of <laughs> his living. I was like, if he dies, he'll tell us. <laughs> I I cat sat for this this couple one time. This elderly couple and the cat was. I I'm pretty sure it was 19 years old. This is when I was living in Guatemala. Yeah, and uh, they were an American couple. They were going back home for I think th- it was a while. It was like two or three weeks. I was in their apartment, and uh, it's really scraggly cat. And the old man, I went over a day or two before to get the key and get shown around. And he takes me in. He goes, "Come back here. I want to show you something. One more thing about the cat." And he pulls it, uh, out of the back closet a box, a big shoe box, and he goes, "If anything happens to the cat while we're gone." Just put it in the shoebox. <laughs> Throw it away. I was free. I was like, oh, God. I didn't even think about that until he said that, you know. Because yeah. it was a very, very old cat. Like I said, 19, like it was not doing well. Uh, How long were they gone? I, a while. I want to say at least two to three weeks. It was a oh, good yeah, long yeah. while. Yeah. Um, and that's not like a situation where, like, if you see the cat struggling, you go, like, I better get somebody over here to put the cat down. You just go... You're just gonna die of natural causes, and I'm gonna put you in a shoebox. <laughs> you're just gonna you're gonna die like any other animal would die. And I'm I, just me being yeah. here is incidental. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to I you think, feeling better, and I don't even thi- I don't remember, but I don't think he told me anything after putting it in the shoebox. Like I don't remember him saying, and then take it to the trash. So I'm wondering if, and I was like stupid, and like. A, I'm wondering if that had happened, but it's it, it's a weird request. I, it's a weird request because if he doesn't want you to take it to the trash, then you're just putting a dead cat in a shoebox and leaving it to rot. That's weird, right? If he wants you to put it in the trash, why don't you just throw the? He should just go. Hey, if the cat dies, just throw it in the fucking trash. Yeah, I. But I I think that in my young drunken way, if let's say the cat had died two days before they got back. I have a feeling I might have just waited and let the cat rot in the box. Maybe you put it in a freezer bag? Yes, I think I probably would have done that. Yeah, 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 like a Which jumbo. was probably, I think, the wrong thing to do, but in my own, like, I don't, I, I probably yeah. would have done that. And then, like, you maybe, like, you're putting it in the freezer bag, it doesn't quite fit, so you, like, chop, you, chop you panic, you cut its head off. <laughs> And put it in, and you're like, oh, that, the, that wasn't right. Shot the head off, and then you just throw it away. Yeah. And then you go, he's dead. Yeah. But the, tra- the, the trash hasn't come. They open it up, and they see a beheaded yeah, cat. Yeah, he's dead, and he, his body is completely intact. Why would be. you tell us that part? <laughs> Covering the tracks. This was my – so I, I didn't – did you st- – two things when you were here. Yeah. It seems like you didn't want Gordon sleeping in the bed. Is that fair? How did you know that? Because when Liz said, and Gordon sleeps in the bed sometimes, she said the look on your face was like, not when I'm fucking here. She said, Ross, like when you left, she was like, Ross seems great. Seems like Gordon won't be sleeping in the bed when he's here. <laughs> you had, you apparently had a very clear visual 
disdain for the idea of the dog sleeping in the bed with you. Is that fair? That's true. Okay. All right. That was one. Yeah. Number two, I would be cool if you fucked in the bed. Okay. I didn't, it's not right. I don't know how to say that. Are you asking if I did? I'm not, I don't care if you did. I truly don't care. If you did, you'd clean the sheets. Yeah. But my thought was like, do you tell somebody that? That it's okay to fuck in the bed. You go like, hey, so here's the key. Here's the thing. You can fuck in our bed. Just don't. You know, here's <laughs> batteries are under the TV. Yeah. Like to me, it's just like a thing I would say while giving somebody the tour, but I didn't say it. Yeah. But I just now, now if you ever come back, I yeah. feel like yeah, you know. All right. Well, well, those are two issues. So the dog in the bed is the first issue. What if you're like, they're actually one issue. <laughs> I'd be like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Gordon leaves on that note. <laughs> hey, buddy. And you're on a peanut butter, too. So, yeah. uh, I The first couple nights, I slept on the couch. Really? Yeah. Because oh, well, he good, clearly was like... He's like... He's like, oh, it's bedtime, right? So uh, like, Yeah, I'm dude. That's so funny. And then, so I slept on the couch, which was fine. Because I was like... I I knew he, you know, I knew that he probably was missing you guys. So I was like, he could probably, he'll sleep in the bed. And then I, th- how many nights was I here? Probably four or five. Something like that. And then I think the third night he slept in the bathroom. And then the last couple of nights he slept in the bed. Okay. Yeah. How did it go? I with- couldn't just like, I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> how did it go with him in the bed? Did he it, take, he take okay. up too much like, space? He, he wiggles, and that's yeah. why I don't like. Because my girlfriend's dog used to wiggle a lot, and I and when I'm not there, her dog's in the bed. When I am there, the dog's on the ground. Yeah, and because uh, of the wiggling, and we're dog sitting a dog right now. And last night, two nights ago, dog got in bed, middle of the night, and it's the cutest dog. It looks exactly like Gordon, just skinnier and femaleer, and I had to pick her up and put her down. On the ground. And then last night she did it again, 3 a.m., and I just left it. I was like, yeah. Did, just... Was she trying to cuddle? Yeah, she's a pit bull. They love Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Love. But not, not, actually, no, she was cool. She was just like trying to just be still. The, yeah. Still. Like he won't notice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he like comes and puts yeah. his fucking head here yeah. Yeah. and goes <laughs> like as loud as he can fucking do it. He, he, it's his bed. It's, I mean, whatever. Uh, it's so, it, both are okay. It's okay that he didn't sleep in the bed a couple nights or yeah. at least in the bathtub. Yeah. And if you did fuck in there, I don't care. I didn't fuck in there. Okay. Well, next time, <laughs> be my guest. I don't think I've ever, I don't know. Fucked in somebody else's bed? I don't think so. Oh, my God. I, I relish the opportunities. Really? <laughs> Not really, but I've, I have fucked in other people's beds. I don't think I have. Yeah. Yeah, one time I remember, yeah. 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 I mean, you come good. What? <laughs> it's just you're in somebody else's bed. Feels, feels a little feels, feels better. Feels a little wrong. <laughs> it's more fun. Yeah. See, I that's another thing. I'm weird about sex. Like I don't have a lot of like exhibitionists. No. Yeah. No. No. I mean that's cool. Like I don't think everybody's got to be into that stuff. It's just fucking like fucking other people's beds. Fucking other people's beds. You guys should fucking other people's beds. I do think there's a thing with like with Catholics where it's like 
we get a little freaky, freaky deaky with that stuff. Cause it's like, it's, it's so, it's so forbidden. It's like, it's so like, it's an example for parent. If you, if you don't want your kids to do something, don't be fucking chodes about it. Right. You don't want your kids to binge drink. Be like, have some wine at dinner. Have a right. little bit here. Right. You know, like you just, you don't make it this big taboo thing because it's like, Sex is already innately feels like it could be a taboo thing. Right. If you were never influenced by any religious thing ever, there would still be people who are embarrassed after they have sex or don't want to be seen naked. Like that's like a human thing. Right. So to to pile onto that like the Catholics do, I mean, you're just seven tenths of the gimp costumes sold in the world go to Catholics. The Scratch that forbidden, just, just the forbidden, itch, the yeah. forbidden itch. Yeah, it's you know that that's. A, so you were raised pretty hardcore Catholic. I wasn't like hardcore Catholic, but I was Catholic. Altar boy, altar boy, yeah. 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 Lectern, yeah. Oh, I was yeah. a lectern, so I would carry the book in, and you had to I read. Would, and like when I would do it, I'd be like, sometimes there were like girls from my Catholic school that were in the church. I'm like, oh, they're gonna fucking see this. I would like flex my arms a little yeah. bit when I was doing it. Like, you see this, baby. <laughs> Lift high the cross. Like, I was fucking... It's a little bit of power. Be like a reading from the book of Leviticus. Uh, Baby. Well, that's better than what I did. I uh, I was a liturgical dancer. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what the fuck does that it's mean? awful. It was my senior year in high school. Because I was real active in, like I said, a youth group and stuff. And, yeah. and youth choir. And then... I was real good friends with the with the organist Dorcas. Her name was Dorcas, mm-hmm. and she. I know a Dorcas. You know a Dorcas. British. Nah, is that a British name? Probably. Okay, because the lady oh, I know is lady. British. And somehow she got in her head. I loved her because I knew her forever, and she, she wanted to have me and my best friend Bobby do these um, liturgical dancing, which is like some somebody sings a song about. You know Jesus on the cross, and then the two litur- we like acted out. So Jesus is up on the cross. So one of either me or Bobby, with our back to the congregation, <laughs> does the sign of the cross, yeah, and then the yeah, other yeah. one with our front to the congregation, like does the actual Christ on the cross. You know, yeah, or the or the Roman soldier like beat, and it's all like. Put to music. Is and it like, did, did, did they do it to Jesus Christ Superstar? Because that's what we did a passion play when I was a kid. Okay. And I was one of the, I'm, I'm, I'm hijacking your story. Finish your story. Well, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a performance one time thing. Like we would do it regularly just as part of the Sunday worship service. Oh, wow. You were just like, you were just one of the acts. We just part of the thing, yeah. Did like, you, did you like perfect the act as you would, did you find like, ooh, if I like, if I do like a guttural, well, oh! each song, each song, each song, it wasn't every single Sunday, but maybe once a month or twice a month, they would do a new song and then we would practice, somebody would choreograph the thing and we were doing it out of like, Obligation to like the older ladies in the church just because they thought we were cute and we had grown up in the church. But I was a jock and so was Bobby. Like we were yeah, big, yeah. You know, football players and baseball players and like, and uh, one of our, I remember our, one of my football coaches, our, our offensive coordinator, who we just all just had 
such reverence, but also fear of, was a member of the church. Yeah. And so Sunday morning, he's sitting there watching us, and we're just, I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? You're like, this is what we play for. Coach Ritterman thinks I'm such a a show. You know, I don't know. know, uh, Friday night, we were bashing our heads in, and the Sunday morning, I'm like, "Mm." it wasn't like, it wasn't like dancing, like No, but it's it's choreographed, choreographed. Movement to song. Yes. Yeah, that's dancing. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we Google dancing, it'll but say it'll be, it's not like it's not like twinkle toe dancing. It, it would be like it would be like the Roman soldier, like bro. Da, 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 da. bro. I have to tell you something right now. I'm really sorry to say this. That's dancing. <laughs> You're. Yeah, I know, a lot of, we're, you know, we're beating each other up. No, I'm sure. Like, rhythmically. I'm, I'm sure they did that in West Side Story too. It's still fucking dancing, bro. It was hard. We were hard. It was pretty tough. I'm. I like. I like watching you try to sprinkle some some man magic on this, but that was fucking dancing. I'm sweating now. I'm like, we used to do. We used to do a passion play, and I was. I was the guy that. Nailed Jesus to the cross, uh, and that was like I would I would go like dramatically raise my hand, and then I would hit the empty stage, but it would echo through the church, and that always felt I get a little fucking chub. Yeah, <laughs> there is a power to it. Yeah. yeah, and I remember doing we did Stations of the Cross as well. One time I was uh, in Our Lady of Guadalupe. Remember that one? I mean, I know the image. Yeah, I was the guy that like opened up and the roses fell out. Oh, like an American my mom, Beauty? My mom loved that. Beauty? It kind of like American Beauty, but like out of my gut. Okay. No, it's like, a th- it's like a story in the Bible where I can't remember the guy's name, but he opens up his cloak and roses fall out. Okay. And it's like a, it's like a miracle. Oh. Um, my first time in any sort of theatrical play was, was uh, one of these musicals set to... Yeah. Designed for youth groups. Jeez, it was... Uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, it was like specific. I remember it was called... Um, it was like all these songs from the 50s, but the words were changed to be Jesus words. Like, uh, let's go to the rock, boom, boom, boom. Let's go to the rock, boom, boom, boom. Jesus is the rock, boom. That's a, that's a song. That's an actual, like, secular song. Oh, it's let's go to the hop. Let's go to the Oh, oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all these songs like that, like these like classic fifties songs, um, and my line, and there was a musical, you know, and, I said, and my line was because uh, I think the setup was that it's these kids putting. I think it was like a play within a play, like they're putting on a production. Yeah. So I, uh, I had one line. And it was to come out. I was like, I was, I played the stagehand. That was like my character. So I come out and I like pretend like the stage lights are in my eyes, and I go. Nice job with the lights, Dwayne. And he goes, thanks, Sean, or something. And I was so nervous. I practiced it over. And a nice job with the lights, Dwayne. Nice job with the light. And nobody ever, it was never like, like actually pretend like there's a man named Dwayne over there. Or like yeah, yeah. pretend like you're actually part of this. It was just get the lines out. So it probably just looked like, nice job with the lights, Dwayne, and then off, you know. Yeah. And I think about that a lot. I thought about like I didn't, I never thought about, I never thought about the character ever. I just was like, just don't, just say those words, just say those words. It's so funny because I have like a very similar memory from 
when I was in college, I did this, uh, I was in a sketch group for like three months and I'd never been on, I'd never like really been like in a sketch in front of people before. Like I had done like the, like that passion play, like little, I'd never really acted. And I was in a sketch that was like a, like a Fanta soda sketch. And my, I had the first line, it was the first sketch of the show. I had the first line and it was, I was supposed to say, do you want a Fanta? And I did the same thing. I was like, I only, it's like my only line really is like, do you want a Fanta? Like, just don't fuck that up. If I say that, then they come out and start singing and then that starts the whole show. And like, I just will never forget, like the lights came up and it's like, you could kind of see people out there, maybe like a hundred people in the crowd for this sketch show. And I completely forgot the line. (laughs) Do you want a Fanta? And I think I probably like just, we're sitting on the couch and she's waiting for me to say it. And I'm just like, uh, the man in a Fanta costume. It, like, they're behind the couch. Like, when I say, do you want a Fanta, these Fanta girls were supposed to appear by. So they're just crouched waiting for me to do it. How about a Pepsi? Shit. And, I, uh, and I think I go, like, I, I, I don't remember what I said, but if I said something and they started dancing. So I think I just, I might have blurted out, Fanta. And then they, <laughs> they came out. But after that, that was like, that was really, if I'm honest, the only time I ever remember having like bad stage fright. Really? Yeah, I don't ever I don't get nervous on stage now. I've done a lot of performing since then, but that was like that was hard. Like that was hard to get. I remember after the show I was beating myself up. My girlfriend at the time was in the cast too and she was like it was fine. I don't it was fine. I didn't we didn't even notice it backstage. And I was like you're fucking being nice to me right now. I, it was it was like 20 seconds. But it was just it was like ter- it was terror. Yeah. It was terror to, to do that and face that. Well, I'm surprised that you know I I struggle with stage fright to this day. Yeah, you, you told it? me that. I, yeah. do, I really don't have it. Yeah. No, I get excited. I like going up. I, I'm. I I have other things I deal with performance wise, but like stage fright is not one of them. Huh. I I'll go home. I'll see friends and family from like back in Texas, and I hear it all the time. They go, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you get on the stage and. I don't know how you're not afraid. And I'm like, what the fuck are you? I'm, I am afraid. I'm always afraid. There's two things that people ask when they're go. They go, I don't know how you get up there. And then they go, how are you dealing with this cancel culture stuff? And I'm like, what's going to get canceled? My podcast? The Burbank Comedy Festival? Like, what? what's getting taken away from me right now? Yeah. I, I have nothing. Yeah. Like, I'm dealing with it okay. Yeah. Yeah. But those are those are like I the, just can't say anything anymore, can you? I just probably can't say anything. I'm probably real tough on you guys as comics. Yeah. It's like no, just you you can say whatever you want, just the audience doesn't laugh. Yeah. And if you go if you go anywhere else besides LA, they do laugh. Right. That's right. that's it. Right. Right. If you're really that worried about it, you can just drive to Calabasas and have yourself a nice set. Yeah. Do you feel I don't feel like You wanna put that microphone maybe in front of your <laughs> I don't feel I'm way more afraid of like there's so many more concerns that I have versus over over oh god I'm gonna get in trouble saying the wrong thing something yeah my yeah no my fears are much more tied to like it not working out quitting like moving back home like yeah like 
applying myself, like doing the right things with the podcast. Like that's my anxiety. Like the idea that I would step on stage and someone would go like, that joke was a little off color. I'd be like, well, go fuck yourself. Yes. That's my honest feeling. I'm not going to, and I'm also like, I'm not pretending like, I remember like I started my podcast during COVID and like there would be jokes. I would say, I'd be like, oh, maybe I should cut that out. Like I would, I sound like I never have concerns about that stuff, but it's like, a concern mixed in with many other concerns, most of which were much greater and about my own fucking life and not like this external thing of like, oh, I need to like protect what I, it's like, what have I, all, all I've really built is my ability to be funny and yeah, I don't want right. to, whatever negative effects you would have from speaking your mind is like worth it. Yeah. Versus, like, for me, having to, like, pretend to think you think something you don't or whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I, I don't... I, I get why somebody who doesn't do comedy would be fucking... I guess for me... Mystified it, yeah, by it. I just have always been so focused on... Yeah, just what's funny with you. I obviously just want to make jokes and make people laugh, so... I just, like, I don't understand why... Like, if you're frustrated because this thing that you're saying... Is upsetting people. Is it that hard to just not say it? I think, I mean, this is what it is, is like, I still say stuff that upsets people because that's like what my, I, that that's how I figured out how to be funny yeah. is to say what I really think. And then I'm very good in the moment of like addressing when an audience pulls back yeah. and knowing when it's me that's gone too far or if they're just being whatever and my concern is not i'm gonna get in trouble it's that i'm gonna get a reputation as the guy that yells at the audience all the time right i don't want to be that guy right and sometimes i'm on shows and i watch somebody go up and just calmly do a mediocre set and never get mad at the audience for anything and i'm like i "I wish i I wish i could do that (laughs) but i tell one joke and they just give me a golf clap i'm like what the fuck is your problem I fucking drove here, you piece of shit. I like, get out. I get out. I see people. I don't. Know how, I don't know how they do it, but they get through an entire set without fucking yelling at the audience. I do. I don't know how they do it. I fucking. But I've seen it. I'm uh, telling you, it's it's like a real thought for me where I'm like, don't don't yell at them. Like if I, especially if I'm yeah. watching yeah. other comics going up who I know are funny and they're bombing. Obviously, that's very fun to watch funny comics bomb. Yeah, but I'm just like. I'll fucking, I'm going to yell at them. I'd I'd rather do that than just go up there and lose confidence in my jokes that I know are funny because they think they're watching fucking Netflix. Yeah. That's, but that, that is like my own thing in my head of like, I'm going too far. I'm going to get a bad reputation. This club's not going to book me again. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And I think it's always way worse in my head than it is in real life. Like I'll, I'll record my sets and I'm going home like, Oh God, this is going to be a fucking nightmare to listen to. I told that dude to cut off his own cock and feed it to his brother. Oh my God. And then I like listen to it and people are laughing. No, I know. And I'm like, Oh, it's fine. Yeah. I just have it. I have a thing in my head where it's, yeah, it goes the other way too. The the listening, the recording is for me, is such a great middle. Like if I, if I thought it went really great and I'm like super conceited now, listen to the tape, it wasn't as great as you thought. Same thing. If I thought I fucking ate shit, listen you to the did. tape. <laughs> it's worse. Well, I, do eat, I do eat shit, but that's because I like the taste. 
But yeah, it's like listening to tape is always if you're if if you're too high or too low, it'll it'll get you it'll get you in the middle. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Is he back in? Oh, sorry. Uh, we're at an hour, man. That's the show. Okay. Uh, do you got any? You got anything coming up? Anything you're you're doing? Check shows? out my uh, Instagram feed and TikTok and uh, Twitter X. Is it called what? Is it called Twitter X or is it just called X now? I think it's X. Just called X. Yeah. Ross Copeland one one. Ross Copeland eleven. I put a number in there. Yeah. Are you are you posting? Are you do? Are you going content heavy on yeah. the on the social? About to. You're about to. Yeah. That's good. I'm like making a bunch of stuff. That's great. And I'm putting it into a bank so that I can have enough to like re- release at a like a. A, a, steady a steady stream, stream, yeah, and I have a close buddy who's like work, who's kind of like my accountability buddy, and he doesn't like that idea because he thinks it's like a late, it'll, it'll, it's like a procrastination thing. Yeah, he's right. No, I think it's. I think I'm doing it right. No, you're not. I so, got a book. I got. I got a stuff in the bank. I so, got quite a bank. So this is what. This is what you're. This is what. This is the terrible reality yeah. that we live in. Yeah. You're gonna be making content every day. If you're every yeah, day, you're a comedian. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking about what did I post, and you're. Yeah. I know the fantasy is you're like I have three months. I have three months of comedy. I'm gonna release right. it on Monday, Wednesday, and what's gonna happen is you're gonna get a month into that, and you're gonna be like, I need more shit. This stuff isn't hitting, and then the whole thing that is popular is gonna change, and you're gonna be like, Well, I have two months of stuff that nobody likes. Like because you're because yeah because I needed it. I'm not leaving myself room to to yeah, call you, audibles. You, I guess. The, the real thing you have to do is like be like I'm going to post a video once a week to start. It's yeah. going to be a stand up video or a clip of the podcast that we just did, yeah. and then you like slowly build up. And you're like, okay, now I'm going to commit myself to two times a week. It's not to <laughs> to try to backlog a year's worth of fucking yeah, Insta reels. That's what I was saying. <laughs> You just need to release what you have. Okay. Just do it once a week and like make some new shit and mix it in. That's yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. real thing to do. All right, all right. Yeah. And uh, and you've helped me out already with some of that. Some of the some of the websites or the website you showed me. Ka- oh, Capling. Yeah, Cap-Wing. yeah. Capling's good. Uh, this Cap-Wing's po- the podcast sponsored by Capling. Sponsored by Capling. Also, the movie Her. I I've uh, I've been using the AI in Capling. AI is good in Capling. In, in Capling. I know you told me about it. Yeah, well, but I don't think you, you use it more than I use it. I don't I think use, you I use it yet. I use it for the auto subtitles. Yeah, that's there's so much more. Yeah, you probably want it to fucking jerk you off, <laughs> but I don't think that's right. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> it's good to have you. Uh, next time you come, maybe we maybe we color coordinate the fucking shirt and pants so we don't look like. Also brought to you by Target. Yeah. Good. good. <laughs> We look like my mom set us up for a family photo, like right. Easter Sunday. Yeah, wear something pastel. <laughs> yeah. All right, bro. This was fun. <laughs>